This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A curveball! It's time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Brewers on Tap. This is the first Brewers on Tap of the regular season. I guess you could say that. The regular season hasn't technically started, but spring training is over. The exhibition season is over, and this is the last Brewers on Tap until opening day because opening day is less than 24 hours away. How exciting is that? Pretty cool. Well, a lot to get to. Brewers have 25 men on the roster right now, which would lead you to believe that the 25-man roster is set, but not so fast, in the words of Lee Corso, as both Craig Council and David Stern saying on Tuesday night in Montreal, that even though the Brewers are down to 25 men, they are not ready to say just yet that you can lock that in as the 25-man opening day roster. There is a chance of some sort of move from the outside, It is not until 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central Time, that those rosters have to be locked in on opening day. So still um, a little under 24 hours to go until those rosters have to be locked in. So we'll see if any news comes our way before opening day on tomorrow. The Brewers finished up the exhibition season Monday and Tuesday in Montreal against the Toronto Blue Jays. Really cool atmosphere, really cool event. I know the Brewers really enjoyed it. 10-5 win on Monday and then on Tuesday shut out two to nothing but the Brewers offense even though there was a shutout on Tuesday night this Brewers offense looks like it is primed to score a lot of runs in 2019 Christian Yelich looks locked in he had a big time spring seemed like he was exactly the guy that he was over the second half of the season last year in terms of his swing and how locked in he was Mike Moustakas swung the bat well over the course of the spring Travis Shaw hit five home runs Over the course of the exhibition season, that was positive and good to see. Ryan Braun's swing looks good. This looks like a team that's ready to score a bunch of runs in 2019. Lorenzo Cain setting the table at the top and everything else falling in line after that. Yasmani Grandal, another guy that really swung the bat well over the last 10 days or so of spring training. So he looks locked in coming into the regular season. Brewers did make a move. Alex Wilson has been signed. He is going to be on the 25-man Opening day roster, the former Detroit Tiger. Wilson was in camp with the Cleveland Indians this spring, was informed he was not going to make that team. Brewers had an opportunity for him. This is a veteran guy that should provide some more depth and some more presence in that bullpen for a bullpen that's got some injuries going on. The Corey Knable news, of course, Corey Knable is out indefinitely right now. He is going around and getting his second opinions, figuring out what the best course of action is going to be for him with his UCL issue that he's currently dealing with. 
So we'll wait and see what the actual diagnosis is on Corey Knable and what the plan moving forward will be for him. And, of course, Jeremy Jeffress, who is back to throwing. He's back up on a mound. He's going to throw to live hitters later this week, start pitching in some minor league games, and start getting a more clear timeline of when he will come back and be able to help out in the back part of the Brewers' bullpen. But uh, pretty exciting times. His opening day is on the horizon. told you Alex Wilson now a part of the crew, and he's excited about it. But we're going to talk to him coming up, and wait till you hear him talk about the, the scrambling that goes on for a ball player that changes teams right before opening day. It's not always as glamorous as we think. I mean, these guys have a great life. They get to play baseball for a living, and certainly we all understand that. But that doesn't mean there isn't some stress that comes along with it, trying to get everybody situated. Alex Wilson, a great guy. He's going to fit into this clubhouse really really well also we're going to talk to brandon woodruff we've talked to the other two kids if you will in the brewers rotation all three making the rotation we know yoli shasin gets the ball on thursday and then freddie peralta gets the ball on friday brandon woodruff gets the ball on saturday and corbin burns gets corbin burns gets the ball on sunday and then the fifth starter will be zach davies he'll get the ball in cincinnati for game one of the first road trip of the year but we've talked to Freddie Peralta, we've talked to Corbin Burns, we're going to talk to Brandon Woodruff, and you're going to want to hear this conversation because Brandon talks a lot about some of the things he worked on in the offseason and how he has expanded his offering on the mound and how he thinks that's going to help him moving forward as a starting pitcher in the Brewers rotation. We revisit some of those great moments in the postseason as well, so should be exciting. Brewers minor league camp, of course, very much in action Games still going on down at American Family Fields of Phoenix and the Brewers Spring Training Complex. Some of those rosters starting to shake up, uh, shake out a little bit, and we're getting a better idea of what the picture is going to look like. And AAA is going to be a really interesting team. You're going to have Corey Spangenberg, Tyler Saladino, Tuffy Gosewish, uh, Jacob Nottingham, Corey Ray, Keston Hira, Mauricio Dubon. You're going to have some really interesting names and a really interesting rotation. You're going to have Zach Brown, who pitched Tuesday in Montreal, look really good. Looks like he might be able to put himself in a position to help the crew at some point this year on the mound. You're going to have Jimmy Nelson starting the year in AAA, trying to build himself back up so he can get back into the Brewers rotation before the season is all said and done. So that is going to be something to watch, and that AAA team is going to be a very interesting team. And we should know probably in the next few days exactly what these rosters for the Brewers minor leagues are going to look like once we get through this weekend. All right, let's jump into it. Our first conversation is with the newest Brewer, reliever, Alex Wilson. Braun sends it to left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and gone again for Ryan Braun. He just hit another three-run shot out of here. Time to catch up with the crew. We are joined by a new Brewers reliever, Alex Wilson. Uh, been kind of a wild spring for you, but uh, I know you're excited to be on a team that's going to contend this year. That's something that you haven't had the fortune of being able to be a part of the last couple of years in Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I came into the league in 13 on a World Series team and then get traded after the following year. And, you know, we had our ups and downs in, in Detroit, and the last two years were kind of tough. But I couldn't be more excited to be here with this club, with the excitement that's in the locker room every single day. You mentioned already a little bit that last year, finishing the year in Milwaukee, and the Brewers were in the middle of trying to win the, the Central, and just an incredible environment that final weekend of the season. That really made an impression on you, you said. Absolutely. I, was, I remember I threw the first night. I threw two innings the first night, and uh, 
you know, we didn't end up pulling that game off. Uh, but and I sat back the next two days and just literally absorbed everything that was going on and really enjoyed just the atmosphere. And I, I kept telling all the other young guys in the pen, like, hey, remember this, because one day this is where you want to be. And if you're ever lucky enough, you'll get to see another environment like this because this is not normal uh, for, you know, all those September call-ups and whatnot that we had. So, uh, you know, it was, it was a fun thing. Even though I was on the wrong side of things, it was a fun atmosphere. It was a fun, fun, time, fun way to end your season being able to, you know, kind of live in the moment and have that crowd experience and really just uh, kind of watch what can happen when you're on a great team. You, you had some familiarity with certainly Travis Shaw. I think you mm-hmm. guys were in the Red Sox system together and probably with Moustakis and Kane being in the AL Central together for a, a handful of years. How much does that help when you come into a new situation to at least have some familiarity with a couple of guys? Oh, it's huge. You know, uh, T. Shaw, and then I played with Hernan and Manny also in Detroit. And then, yeah, I, I've faced Moose and Low Kane too many times. Uh, so to be in the same clubhouse as those guys is – it's definitely different, but it's, it is enlightening to have, you know, some familiar faces, um, you know, right there by your side. I mean, as soon as I walked in, you know, T. Shaw's over there yelling at me and stuff. And, you know, I even played with Matt Albers way back when. So it's, uh, you know, it makes the transition a lot easier for sure. And, and Jeff Levering in the booth, which yeah. I know, uh, you know, unfortunately you knew the, him. The <laughs> video guy. So, you know, I had Augie in Detroit and Jeff and, Triple A Pawtucket yeah. with me, so you know I kind of know a little bit of everybody. <laughs> Take me behind the scenes. I, I think this is one of the things that sometimes gets lost on fans on just how crazy things can be uh, when you're in the middle of spring training trying to win a job and, and things are up in the air. It's not as easy as some people think. It's it's a difficult situation to go through, and, and I know you're always glad when the dust settles. Absolutely, yeah. I basically went from thinking I had a job to not having a job to going from to Cleveland to I don't know where I'm going and then in a couple hours time signing with Milwaukee and now trying to figure out all right how do I get my stuff to Milwaukee how do I where do I live in Milwaukee what where is Milwaukee kind of like your head's just spinning it all all the time and it's just uh, especially with a wife and kids it's you know it's an epic mess when it all comes down to one week of transition time. What has it been like to, I mean, we talked a little bit about this already with some of the guys that you're familiar with, but, I mean, it's the very early stages. So what have been your impressions of this group of guys beyond what you observed from another dugout before? Just loose. Everybody's loose. Everybody's fun. Everybody is uh, super friendly, to be honest. It's, uh, you know, it's not a clubhouse that has any segregation and pockets of different types of people, you know, basically ranging from where you're from. And you get that, unfortunately, sometimes in clubhouses. This one is wide open. Everybody's mixing it up with each other. Uh, Everybody's always having a good time. And that's how it should be. Baseball should be fun. And we are still playing a game. And uh, sometimes, you know, when you're in a losing clubhouse, you lose touch with that. Opening day, you've been a part of opening day rosters. There's going to be some young guys that are going to be a part of their first opening day on Thursday. What would be your advice to those guys? Soak it all in. You'll never forget your first one. It took me, uh, I had three years of service time before I had my first opening day roster spot. So uh, for me, opening day is always special. Uh, it's an experience like none other. It's almost a national holiday, in my opinion. Uh, you know, people be out tailgating, celebrating before the games. You got to find your way through the crowds just to get to your parking spot, and um, it's a special feeling. It's one I get chills every opening day. 
Uh, I don't know why. It's just kind of one of those deals that happens. And, uh, you know, it it's a special day. And I hope everybody kind of takes a second to, you know, enjoy it. Chris Hook and Steve Carsey, now you're going to get a chance to, to work with those guys a little bit. Um, at your point in your career, is it is it good to get fresh perspectives and get different eyes once in a while? Because uh, sometimes that, that can be what takes you to the next level. Absolutely. Uh, you know, everybody sees something a little bit different and, and in different ways. And uh, as long as you're open to uh, you know, new ideas, new theories, and working with new guys, it can definitely beneficial, be beneficial to you. But you also got to remember who you are and what got you here. So there's a delicate balance there. But these guys, uh, so far, we've had lots of more conversation than anything obviously over the last three or four days but they seem to be in tune and letting me kind of do what I want to do and then you know bouncing ideas off of me you know I I haven't stuck around this long for no reason and that's kind of what they've told me and and, you know we're just kind of running with it and kind of working our way through it as as we go here because not only are they trying to learn me I'm trying to learn them I'm trying to learn you know Yaz and Manny and how to throw to them and what how they call pitches for me. So it's going to be, a, you know, a fast transition. But, uh, you know, we're dealing with guys that have been here and done it a long time. So it's it should be, go pretty quick. Alex, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. No problem. Thank you. My thanks to Alex Wilson. You heard him talk about some of the familiarity he had. He was, of course, in Pawtucket with Travis Shaw in the Red Sox organization. He was in the Tigers organization, as you heard him say, with Manny Pena and Hernan Perez. So uh, that certainly helps him coming over to a new ball club. And he seems really energized about the fact that he gets to be on a contender in 2019 as opposed to what he was with with Detroit the last couple of seasons. Brandon Woodruff is a guy that has gone from the the kind of soft-spoken southern gentleman just getting to the big leagues and trying to find out how he fits of a couple of seasons ago to now being a confident guy that knows he's here to stay and knows that he's got a spot on this team, he's got a spot in this rotation, and he's ready to take it to a next level. You watch his body language right now, you see it on the mound. Brandon Woodruff, I really think, is poised to have a big-time season for the Brewers if he can stay healthy in 2019. We had a chance to catch up with him. We talked to him last year after he made the opening day roster. It was a lot less climactic this time around, very anticlimactic that he made the opening day roster this year. But he is in the rotation, and he is looking to make a big jump in 2019. Had a chance to sit down with him in Montreal and talk about it. Let's break it down. Brandon Woodruff is our guest here on Brewers on Tap. Woody, last year uh, in Houston for the exhibition series before opening the season in San Diego, and you were our first guest of the year on the podcast, and, of course, Brewers go on to the NLCS. Things went well. Okay. So we felt like, you know, we needed to to start off the season with you again this year. This year, things different. You made the opening day roster last year, so you had that first experience, but now you're in the rotation, and you're going to stick in the rotation. That has to be a great feeling. It's awesome. It just goes into, you know, a lot of hard work. Obviously, you know, last year going up and down and uh, just trying to contribute, you know, at any time I could. And, and uh, you know, I, I think by doing that, it allowed me to kind of grow as a ball player and, uh, and uh, you know, went on to, to have a good, you know, last month and then the playoffs and kind of set me up. And I found a few things out about, you know, what kind of pitcher that I am and, and what I can be. And uh, so I think this offseason I just went into that trying to, trying to be as consistent as possible and trying to hone in everything and um, just get ready for spring. And I think, you know, throughout spring, um, it's, it's going pretty well and just trying to 
just trying to, you know, get strike one and go out there and, and get some quick outs. Felt like you went to another level in the postseason. How, how much of that was just the, the fact that the Brewers had so much confidence to give you the ball in the NLDS like they did and kind of set the tone for you the rest of the postseason? Yeah, so, you know, coming in coming in to, to that series, I didn't quite know whether or not if I was going to make the roster, just kind of, you know, sitting around. And, and then Craig called me in, and I knew that, you know, if they were calling guys in, there's you know, probably letting them know that they weren't going to make the roster. So, you know, Craig, he asked if I could come in right as I was leaving, and I thought, oh, man, you know, like, darn, I didn't didn't make it. So then he, he called me in and informed me that, you know, I was going to be starting game one of the NLDS. So I was like, oh, wow. So kind of, you know. That was a lot a, different put, conversation than you had just Yeah, put a, put a big smile on my face and, you know, told him I was ready to go and, you know, thank him for the opportunity and, and you know, just went out there and, and just – Try to give my the team a get get off to a good start and give them a you know a chance to be in the ball game and you know thankfully everything went good and then uh, we ended up winning that first game so it was pretty cool just to be able to start that game one. You've always had a big fastball. Mm -hmm. uh, slider's been an important pitch for yep. you, but this spring that it looks like the changeup has been a pitch yep. you've had more confidence into. Yeah, I've, that's that's one pitch I know for me it, it can be a, a plus pitch for me. Um, I don't use it enough, so I think you know. <clears throat> coming into the spring, that was kind of a big emphasis: is one throwing throwing the two seamer, which I started throwing towards the end of last year, and trying to pair that with the with the changeup. And I think you know, last night I threw quite a bit right on right changeups, and um, you know they, they fared pretty well. Um, but that was a big you know big emphasis trying to to work that two seamer changeup this offseason to, uh, together, and then also mix in some curveballs, which. You know, last year I think I, I might have threw one one percent of the time, like just to try to flip in and trying to work on that a little more, just to try to give me that e extra pitch to, you know, throw in the back of the hitters' minds. You mentioned right on right changeups, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people think of changeups yeah. they think right on lefty, yeah, uh, because of the run and everything else. Um, if you can throw it right on right, you can pr pretty much execute it in any situation, right? Exactly, and that's you know, it's just it's just all about sitting your eyes in a different spot, you know, right on right, because. Typically, you think of a right-handed pitcher, they don't really do it that much. But, um, you know, from, from what I've learned about my changeup, I know I can use it in, uh, you know, in the right counts to a righty and stuff. Uh, just setting my eyes a little bit lower, just trying to get it down and just making sure I'm throwing it down and making it look like a fastball out of the hand. And I think that's the most important thing. And, and uh, the grip will obviously take care of itself with, with the movement. So uh, I, I did get a couple strikeouts on it last night, you know, right on right. So... That um, you know, it tells me that it's it's working. So um, just trying to you know get more consistent with that. And with two seamer running in on the hands, yeah. it, it kind of looks similar in some ways to what the changeup looks like. Exactly, and that's the you know that was the you know kind of the whole point. Um, you know, talking to Hookie this off season, he uh, you know mentioned that 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 would be a pretty important pitch, and just trying to get those to look the exact same out of the hand. So uh, because I, I was all always four seam, and then. Um, you know, had the, the changeup, it was more of a two-seam changeup. So, um, one, I was kind of noticing I was throwing some good ones to the lefties, and they, and they weren't quite swinging at them, and I didn't really realize why. But, you know, it could have been they, they see a different type of spin. Um, so that's one, one reason why I went to a two-seamer, and plus the, the two-seamer for me plays a little bit better um, for me in terms of, you know, when you start talking about all the, the analytical stuff. So uh, that was another big big reason why I went to the two-seam two and, you know, stuck with the same changeup. So. 
Chris Hook is somebody you've worked with in the yeah. past a lot. You're very familiar with him. So from a communication standpoint, I bet you guys hit the ground running. But he's also a big analytical guy. So some of those things are probably things he brought to the table for you, right? He did. Um, you know, and, and, and some of the stuff, uh, you know, last year when I was in AAA, he, he you know, brought it to my attention that, uh, you know, my changeup is, is a really, really good pitch for me. And, um and also the two seamer because I'm not a high, um, I guess a high spin rate guy with the four seam fastball. So for me to pitch up, I need to be more down. So I threw a two seamer in college. So you know I proposed to him that I start working on it in my bullpens and stuff and and get more used to it. So then you know I, I and it's kind of tough to do that in Colorado Springs because you don't really know what the ball is going to do. So it was kind of tough to navigate. You know throwing it on the road when we were going the road and stuff and. And then, uh, you know, towards the end of the year, I just started throwing it, and uh, it, it worked out well for me. What's it been like working with Yasmani so far? It's been great. You know, he obviously come from the Dodgers. He, he brings a side, you know, where they're very into the numbers side of the game. And uh, he's very smart. He's been around for a while, so he knows a lot of these guys. And um, just going in trusting him and, uh, you know, just – he knows he's starting to learn us a little bit more. So, you know, the way we want to pitch and the way, you know, we want to use our pitches. And and so it's been great, you know, going out with him every time and, and getting to know him as well. Last year when you made the opening day roster, you and Suter went out and had a big breakfast, if I remember oh, correctly, yeah. oh, and yeah. celebrated. It, a little anticlimactic this year, so you didn't probably have that big celebration. Right? No, we uh, we actually moved from, from where we had those breakfasts. They, uh, I think the, the, the Black Bear Diner is what it was, yeah. and we probably had that place 20 times. They would. <laughs> They would, they, I mean, they would would walk in and they would know us by name. So, uh, yeah, we, we said, you know, why not? We made the roster, let's go here and, and eat us another breakfast. So it was uh, this year not the same. but <laughs> well, That just means you're starting to become a veteran. There we go. Woody, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Of course. Thank you. Here's what's on tap. All right, here is what is on tap. Of course, regular season is here. Brewers going to kick off the campaign with the Cardinals on Thursday through Sunday. Here's some of the stuff going on. Of course, Thursday is that 110 start opening day. Friday is a 710 start. That's also student night. That means high school and college students can get tickets for as low as $10, plus enjoy a special $4 menu. Saturday the 30th, that's a 610 start. And then Sunday, that's a 110 start. That is Jesus Aguilar Bobblehead Day. All fans courtesy of ESPN Milwaukee will get that Jesus Aguilar Bobblehead. To lock in your seats for opening weekend at Miller Park, head to brewers.com slash tickets today. That is going to do it for us and this edition of Brewers on Tap. Thank you for joining us. The regular season is here. Baseball is back. Have a great day.